everybody. Here we go! Off to Neverland! Welcome to Detour to Neverland! Just a little bit of pixie dust. Where we interview Disneyers to discover unique ways to express your love for Disney. Think of the happiest thing. Now here's your host, Brendan Wright. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. On today's episode, we're breaking records. We're doing something completely new. So before, we've had two guests um, with Magically Designed and also Adults in Disney. And now we're skipping three guests and we're going straight to four guests. So I'm so excited today. We have four sisters who run StressFreeMickey.com. So the four sisters are Erica, Heidi, Alicia, and Danielle. All four of them have been gracious enough to jump on with us today, share their Disney story. So ladies... Thank you so much for joining us today. If you can tell our listeners who aren't as familiar with you guys a little bit about yourselves and what you guys are all about at StressFreeMickey.com. Uh, hi, I'm Erica, and I'm the oldest. I'm Heidi. I'm second. I'm Alicia. And I'm Danielle, and I'm the baby. <laughs> and <Alicia. laughs> and uh, so our blog, what um, basically what started it was we just – constantly get asked about how to do Disney and how to go to Disneyland and how to make it um, like the trip most effective and to just talk about the um, just how to get there and so that was kind of what started us with the blog. Perfect so turning it back obviously all four of you have this love for Disney and this passion for Disney and that has withstood um, time and got you to this point now where you're doing stress-free Mickey what does that look like, and how has your love for Disney evolved over time? It definitely started as a family trip thing. Um, our family, my dad's family, is from California, and actually our grandmother's dad was really good friends with Walt Disney himself. So anytime we were visiting, um, and he actually passed when we were little, but whenever we would go to um, California, our family would go to Disneyland, and then that became a destination. So about every three to four years, our family did a, a road trip. It took us about three days to drive up, and um, it just became like a huge um, one of our, that was our big family trips that we would do together. And so we would save money and we had a little Disney um, piggy bank. And so we would save every little penny we could. And it was always like, for Disneyland money and um as we got older we just kept doing it and even now we're all married we all have kids and we still plan family Disney trips together and um we've all gone individually as well but um the family Disney is where we kind of got started and where our roots are since you grew up and Disney was always a family thing what does that look like now I know that you guys are a little bit spread out but I believe most of you are still in British Columbia what does that look like now? Are you able to visit all together to go to the parks? Do you have to all go to separate times? Kind of how does that play out now? Yeah, that's a good question. So we try to go every three to four years still as a, as a group. So um, in 2016, all 19 of us went to Disney World for the first time. So that was really exciting. Um, and then we're planning the next big family trip is 2020 Disney World. And then uh, we always do kind of joint trips together to Disneyland. So this past year, Alicia and Heidi went together with their families and Danielle went with our mom and dad. So we kind of ebb and flow in and out of who gets to go with one another. But we like to um, we like to meet up as a family and go together at least once a year for, for most of us. 
A group of 19. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so I know that you guys are on Instagram as well at StressFreeMickey, and you can also connect with you guys at StressFreeMickey.com. For someone who's not as familiar with your content, can you give us a glimpse into what types of content do you guys enjoy creating and putting out there? What we really like to write about is basically a how-to. Uh, before we went to Disney World, we all did a lot of research and we got really frustrated because we felt by the time that we got there, we felt really unprepared and we felt like even though we had spent hours researching, we just felt that it wasn't enough. So typically how um, our topics come up are just things that people ask us and say, oh, like, how do you bring a stroller to Disneyland? And that's kind of what spawns an entire blog post thinking, okay, well, it sounds really simple bringing a stroller, but it's actually, um, there's a lot of different components, like, you know, having to take stuff out to go through security and putting in stroller parking, finding your stroller. So Typically, our, our posts just bloom from people asking us specific questions and us just really wanting to make it super, super clear before people get to the parks exactly what to expect. So on your website, I know you guys have a really unique way of that each of you have your own specific font color, and that lets the reader know whose voice is speaking through or who's writing uh, that particular portion of the piece of content. How did you guys come up with that idea? Because it's a really great idea uh, for everyone to get to know exactly who is, is telling you this piece of information. And what does the collaboration process look like for you guys when you decide on a topic? How do you all four get together and decide who's going to ride on what? Absolutely. So, again, I every couple of, of days we would get questions from people about Disneyland. So this is Erica talking, and what I would have is on my desktop I'd had a – just a document with all my best tips since I'd be sending that out multiple times a week. So I thought this was starting to get kind of ridiculous. So I met with Heidi and Alicia first because we're all in the same city. And I said, what about doing a blog and how would that look? And then um, Alicia mentioned, we got to get Danielle in this because she's 10 years younger and we're super opinionated. So what can be kind of fun <laughs> is that we have, you know, it, it's like, well, that's not the best ride or that's not the best way to mark your stroller. So we're able to kind of banter back and forth. And we realized that not everybody thinks the same way. So, well, I'm very linear and I like lists. Heidi's very creative and enjoys um, more abstract thinking. So we thought if you're not the same personality as maybe one of us, you're not going to necessarily get out of it what you need to get out of it. So with the four of us, having different age kids, minor five to 11, Danielle's is just about a year old. We have an opportunity to really hit a whole bunch of demographic and different personalities. And, and I feel very strongly that the four fonts allow us to um, be very personal as well and, and for people to relate to us and, and just in our different walks of life and coming from different areas of, um, of the city. I know being Canadian is very unique also because a lot of people that live where we live don't think it's super affordable to be able to go to Disney as much as we go. And so we wanted to make sure that people had an opportunity to know that it's an amazing destination. And there was one year when my girls were little that I went to Edmonton Mall and it cost as much as it did to go to Disney. And so I thought this is ridiculous. We need to get a way out here for other people to understand that it is a, a, a very affordable and enjoyable memory. And I think from a readership perspective, it's a really great and unique way of approaching pieces of content um, because you're really getting four for the price of one. I know there's so many other websites out there that have many different authors. Um, but each author just kind of takes their own topic and writes about it, and they own that process from start to finish. But I really like how you guys are able to take one topic 
and then have four different voices on it. And sometimes they're differing opinions, which is great because then you're getting to take in all the information and weigh it and see what's the best fit for you and what's the most valuable piece of information for you at that time. Totally. You spoke on a little bit um, earlier, but I want to hear about doing all this working, putting all the time and effort into Stress-Free Mickey. What is kind of the ultimate goal? What's the ideal reader of someone that you want to reach and help to enhance their Disney vacation? Um, the ideal person is the everyday person. Like we wanted to make it people, a lot of people think it's like a destination where it's like, you know, once in a lifetime trip and where our whole thing is to help people realize like they don't have to wait and make it this big, elaborate, expensive $15,000 trip, but they can actually, it's affordable for every family. And we have a lot of those tips about how to make it more affordable. And we each, you know, have different um, price points that we can afford. So I feel like where it's unique is like, it may be, you know, we talk to different people. Some people have a big budget, some people have a small budget, but I think that we kind of fit like all those different markers. And so we really just, our biggest thing is to take the stress out of planning the trips is our, is our main purpose. And that's like what we're trying to aim for. All right. So we've got to talk about it. You mentioned it before, 19 people going to Walt Disney World. What does that look like? How do you even tackle that? Is there one person who takes the lead (laughs) on all the fast passes and dining (laughs) or, you know, what does that look like for someone who's not as familiar with taking a, a large group like that? So (laughs) that, that was, that was an event. That's for sure. So, um, we, one thing we really love to do as a family is have family meetings. And so typically what that would look like is uh, usually on a Sunday, we're all together. And so our mom would cook Disney related foods. So she'd make Dole Whip and soft pretzels and just things that we would get in the park. Gumbo, I think she made. Gumbo, yeah. yeah. And so we would sit down and uh, have these Disney meetings. So before we went, we almost had them like once a month. And we literally sat down with our calendar and we went through and decided on um, what day we were doing what right because for disney world sorry i'm just gonna jump in um for disney world you have to pre-plan your fast passes so we literally had to book which day we were going to do which parks or else we wouldn't get our fast passes for that day well plus there was the uh the running tour at the same time that we had to plan around right yeah so looking at the calendar and seeing what's going on so yeah it was a lot of like sitting around talking about i i think i was the only one that had been to disney world at that point this is heidi speaking so I had a lot, a lot more knowledge, obviously, than the rest of them about um, what I had experienced. So I was able to, I think that I kind of took the lead on the f- first couple of days, just like saying, this is where this par- part of the park is. This is like, so I could kind of tour guide them around a little bit. Um, but we all kind of decide together. And actually, for the most part, we all stayed together as a group of 19. I would say we 90% of the time we we did it together. And it's like the our biggest thing about going into a big group is, we're going to get to everything and everyone does everything. So it's not just like, well, this person, um, what they want to do is more important than what other people want to do. But we tried to hit it so that everybody got to do what they wanted to do. So and before we went, we made sure we linked all of our tickets. And so, again, <laughs> that was a gong show. Was a gong was a show. Gong but <laughs> once we had all linked up, essentially, it was actually me, Alicia, that I went through and I, I booked all of our fast passes. 
And essentially, like, we're family, and we all happen to at least really love similar rides. So it was easy in that I just, like, I just looked at the parks, and we knew what everybody wanted to do, especially since we'd had those meetings. And then I just went through, and I booked the Fast Passes And for we us, trusted her. And they trusted me <laughs> kindly. And, yeah, so then we just had those all booked and had a lot pre-planned before. That's amazing. And props to you guys for pulling that off and allowing everybody to enjoy it uh, without any hitches. So that's great. And it's so interesting because Walt Disney World has kind of always been our park, our home park being in Tennessee. Um, And the planning process has always played a role in kind of extending the magic out. I love logging on, making dining reservations, booking the fast passes, figuring out how the best way to attach, uh, attack each day in the parks is. And then with our Disneyland vacation, it's been kind of logging into the website saying, are you sure there's nothing else I can do? I mean, I made my dining reservations. Um, I mean, with Max Pass, we now have to wait until the day of. But it's just such a different approach between the two parks totally. of the pre-planning process leading up to a trip. It's oh, a totally different ball game. It's completely different yeah. between Disneyland versus Disney World. You can't, you have to actually fast pass that day. And actually, I'll give you a good tip because <laughs> we just had max pass. So if you max pass all of the big rides straight away, then you don't, it bumps the time that you get to use it next. So we always chose one of the big rides that we didn't want to miss for sure to max pass right away. But then we took the first available pass because then as soon as you use it, you can max pass again. So we tried to sporadic, um, sporadically use the bigger ones so that we were able to get on everything that we wanted to get on. Because if we the first day we just did the big ones and it it decreased the amount we were able to use the max pass because for the bigger wait times, you have to wait longer before you can fast pass again. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And that's great advice. And we're excited because it's sort of a, it's sort of a throwback to our pre fast pass plus days in Walt Disney world with the paper tickets. So we're excited to experience it that way. Um, but with max pass, you're exactly right that all the research that we've done, it does seem like it's kind of a game of do you take the first available? Do you get in the guardians or the, um, ready or springs racers? And it's just sort of that game and max pass. It's still new enough that it seems like there's not a perfect strategy down for it yet. Um, because it's so dependent on the crowd levels and who's there on a particular day. Exactly. And, um, you're going during the Halloween party then? Yes, so we are going on a Tuesday. We planned on going on a Friday, but that party actually got sold out before we bought our tickets. But I think it might be a blessing in disguise to be able to go on a Tuesday instead of a weekend night. Wow, crazy. So fun. Awesome. I think we've covered some great topics. Before we jump into our lightning round, I'm going to ask this week's trivia question. So the question is, Disneyland opened originally with 18 attractions. How many of those 18 are still open today? This is one of your last chances to enter our giveaway that will be done on Halloween night for an Ezra and Doom Buggy Funko Pop. If you know the answer, great. Send it to me at detourtoneverland.com or on my Instagram at detourtoneverland underscore podcast. If you don't know the answer to this, I know the perfect place where you can find it. Head over to stressfreemickey.com, look for an article titled Hidden Mickeys and UBIs, and that's where you can find it hidden in that article. Send it to me once you get the answer, and you'll get some entries into our giveaway. All right, so we're back for the lightning round. So I'm just going to throw out some Disney topics, and if you guys just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind. 
First one's an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you have visited. So we've been to Disneyland and all of the Disney World parks. And which one is your favorite and why? Mine is Epcot because of being a foodie. I love the World Showcase. Um, I would say mine is just classic Disneyland just because of all the feels. <laughs> I like Disney's California Adventure Park because I like extreme rides. So give me that heart pumping rides. I loved Animal Kingdom because growing up, that was always my favorite thing was watching like Animal Planet. So I really liked the safari. Perfect. I'm shocked we have no repeats, but I love that. Um, so Erica, you said Epcot. For anybody that says Epcot, we ask, do you have a favorite festival at Epcot? Uh, we went during the Garden Festival, and so we got to try a lot of the food carts, and uh, we were just super blown away by the the topiaries were all themed, and um, we we had only been the one time, so we didn't really know what to expect, and it, it really exceeded my expectations in the sense of how much they had to offer at that time of year. Perfect. I love Flower and Garden myself. It's my favorite festival that Epcot hosts. So next one for you guys would be a Disney bucket list trip. So mine's the Caribbean cruise. On the Disney one? Yeah. And I want to do Disneyland Paris so bad. I want to do an Asia tour, so just hit up all three of the ones in, in Asia. Pretty much just I want to go to every park that there is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Danielle. So the question is, is that on one trip or on multiple trips? No, it would be multiple trips. My husband and I decided... It wouldn't necessarily be the destination, but it would be a part of it. Because if I'm going to go to Shanghai, I want to experience Disney Shanghai while also experiencing Shanghai. I have pretty much the exact same bucket list trip. I want to visit all the parks my wife and I do. Um, and I think it's been interesting that a lot of people will say that they want to go to the Asian parks. And many people will say that they want to go to Shanghai and Hong Kong on the same trip. And... That sounds awesome, but I would probably suggest looking at Google Maps because those two places are nowhere near each other, and the airfare is going to take a really long time and cost a lot of money to do that. So, unfortunately, I don't think it's as feasible um, to do Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Shanghai all on one trip, but props to anybody who can pull that off. But I completely know what you mean by saying that you would want to visit the city and the culture as well as the park. Um, because we're in the process, mm -hmm. we think that Disneyland Paris is probably the most accessible for us because it's really not that expensive if you look at the park alone. From the lodging to the park tickets, it's really not that bad. Yeah. yeah. But then if you add in a couple days in Paris, a day in Versailles, then the costs start to add up. Um, but I agree that if you're going to go all that way, then you've got to experience the city outside of the parks as well. But anyway, next question would be your favorite Disney resort. Uh, mine is the Port Orleans. Um, I like the art of animation. <laughs> I really like the all-star just for like the walking distance McDonald's and give me cheap. <laughs> yeah, all-star was really the only one I've stayed at at the Disney Resort and it was primo. Great choices. I love all of those resorts. Next one would be your favorite ride or attraction. Uh, mine is the Matterhorn and Expedition Everest. And I like Splash Mountain. I'm all about Guardians of the Galaxy. So fun. Pirates of the Caribbean. Woohoo! <laughs> so, sore subject, the Matterhorn will actually be down for refurbishment on our trip. No! no! It, was closed. it was closed when I was there, like, three weeks ago. Aw. Yep, they are taking their time, and it's still going to be down for a couple more weeks, I think, after our trip. Um, but I guess it just means we have to go back. Yeah, you're going to have to go back. Yeah, definitely. Good deal. So, next would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack? Mine is the caramel apple. Um, beignets all the way. 
Ghirardelli Sundays. Dole Whip. All right, so we are pumped for beignets. Has anybody been able to try the pumpkin spice beignets for Halloween? Yes. Yes, and we have to tell you, we'll have to have this up on our blog, but Heidi makes a mean pumpkin spice beignet. I make it better, I'm not going to lie. She does. I feel like they had they made them wrong when we had them, because it was just yeah, the regular beignet with, like, pumpkin spice in the powder. And when I went mm. a couple years ago, it was actually pumpkin in the dough, so I don't know if they changed the recipe or if they made a mistake and gave you the original, but... Because it was so. very disappointing when I was there. Yeah, we are very excited to try it. It's on our list of snacks that we must have. But we've actually never had a real beignet from New Orleans. Oh, oh my word! Yeah, so we don't have a great baseline to go off of, but I'm assuming anything Mickey-shaped um, well, is going to be good. They're like powder donuts, but better. Like fair donuts, they're just so good. And if you don't want to wait in the lineup, they have them in the downtown Disney district. They're just not Mickey-shaped. So, you, you know, get them twice. Get them original and then the mickey shape in in the um, actual park itself that's a great tip we'll have to try that so next one would be your favorite disney restaurant uh, i'm gonna go with the smoke jumpers grill in dca and i like the be our guest i love the rancho del zocalo in disneyland and i love the red rose tavern in disneyland mm. good deal not many of those disneyland or dca ones were on our list so i'm have to make some changes uh, and jump over there for some of your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd have to. So next one would be going outside of the parks. What is your favorite Disney movie? Uh, Beauty and the Beast for me. Tangled. Peter Pan. Tangled and Beauty and the Beast for me as well. Alicia's on the right track with Peter Pan, but next one would be your favorite Disney song. Mine's the Fantasmic theme. Um, and mine's Zippity Doodah. <laughs> Soaring over California. Poco Loco. Hmm. Poco Loco. <laughs> That's a new one. Okay. My wife and I have actually been jamming out to some of the playlists on the Disney Parks Play app and specifically some of the Halloween playlists. Yeah. And Poco Loco is on there. Um, so we have been jamming out to it recently as well i guess do you know why it would be included in that um playlist they've turned part of the park into uh dia de los muertos kind of coco areas right that's how it fits into the halloween i guess yeah mm -hmm. gotcha that makes sense but i'm loving it so next would be your favorite disney quote either from walt himself or from a movie so mine is all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them and mine is if you can dream it you can do it to all who come to this happy place, welcome. <laughs> Disneyland is your land. And Erica did the same one as me, that all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Love it. Love everybody that's sticking with Walt. Can't blame you there. Uh, yeah. He's got um, some great inspiration to share. Yeah. So last question of the lightning round would be your favorite Disney memory. Uh, mine is that I was at the Christmas parade in Disneyland with an eggnog latte. It doesn't get better than that. Ooh. Um, mine was I was in Disney World for my 30th birthday without kids. It was just really fun. Awesome. <laughs> I have a tie. I got engaged in Disneyland, so that was really magical um, on the bridge beside the castle in Snow White's Grotto. And then recently with, when I went with my, um, my son with a two-year-old, him meeting Mickey and the characters was just <laughs> incredible. 
And for me, I'm going like kind of throwback. It was when we would be in the lineups for rides and sometimes when they break down, they would get people to, you know, like wait. And my mom would always bring a thing of dice and we'd play like 10,000s while we were waiting. And that was always my favorite. That's so good. Perfect. Those are all sound like great memories and they all sound like (laughs) a lot of fun. Um, So that's great. So that will conclude our lightning round. And our last question is something that we ask all of our guests. And I'd love to have all your thoughts um, on this, if you don't mind sharing. But it's if there's someone out there and they're looking for the correct way to express this love or passion for Disney, and they're looking to make that leap, just as you guys did, of starting a blog or starting whatever means of expression that they want to, what is your piece of parting guidance um, to that person? I would say go with your strength. Mm-hmm. So I feel like um, we are fortunate because there are four of us. I feel like we can diversify. So I have a, a background in writing and um, and just like some technology. So that's kind of where I go. Whereas Erica is really good at connecting with people and going in and, and just being online and growing into that community. And each of us have a strength that we're playing off of. Mm -hmm. So I just feel that if Disney is your passion, that ultimately go with wherever your strength is. So if it is talking, conversing with people, like do the podcast, if it's writing, do a blog, if it's artistic, artistic, uh, do Instagram, um, and just ultimately go with your strength and, um, and talk about what you love. That's great. And I thank you guys so much for sharing uh, all those pieces of information that is so valuable. And I couldn't agree more that I think finding that relationship between your strengths and your passion is where you can really create something special and and create something that people are able to connect with. Um, So I I think that's absolutely wonderful. So with that, I think we've covered some really great topics. I've had a great chat. I love chatting Disney. We had four guests on at one time, so that's an accomplishment in itself. So I thank you guys for your patience um, and for your contribution uh, and willing to come on and chat with me today. So to our listeners, make sure you go connect um, with everybody here at StressFreeMickey.com. You can also find him on Instagram by the same name, at StressFreeMickey. Be sure you uh, subscribe so you can get any updates about any of their new blog posts and follow along. Um, I'm looking forward to see that next big trip um, with your whole family going down soon. But with that, is there anything else that you guys want to share with the listeners before we head off today? No, thanks so much for having us. This was a blast. Yeah, it was so fun. Awesome. Well, once again, Erica, Heidi, Alicia, and Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to staying connected with Stress-Free Mickey as you guys grow and evolve. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit our website at DetourToNeverland.com to catch up on the blog. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at DetourToNeverland underscore podcast. Have a great day.